Hi, I'm Rebecca Pete, And I'm Rebecca Cochran. And, and welcome, welcome to Woven, where we strive to be Christians living in the world with intention. And our prayer is that, to paraphrase Mary Zimmer, the Christ who knew Mary and Martha would show us the way of balance. Thanks, Thanks for listening. Hey guys, welcome to Woven. Today is episode 45. We're talking Lent, which yep. um, starts tomorrow is us. Ash Wednesday, if you're listening to this the day it comes out, and then we'll be getting into the Lenten season, and yep. Lent is something I still don't fully understand, but I get a little better at it every year. Yeah. Uh, that's <laughs> um, true. But before we oh, dive that's... into that, um, if you're still looking for something to kind of maybe add into your routine for Lent or give up for Lent, a really good thing you could do is um, <laughs> supporting us on Patreon. <laughs> so that's going to be their Lenten practice. <laughs> Awesome. That is not self-aggrandizing at all. <laughs> but um, so, yeah, if y'all have heard our commercials or seen our video, the deal is we um, don't really want to have commercials on the podcast. We made a fake commercial. We've been playing a little bit here and there. And uh, for $1, $3, or $5 a month, you can support us on Patreon, get extra content, and um, just support a podcast you hopefully love. So yeah. think about it. Uh, if you want to, the link will be in our show notes. Correct. And now let's talk about Lynn. Yes, for sure. So Rebecca Pete, theologian yeah. in residence, yes. could you define Lent for us? Okay, well, I'll start with like like the practical of what Lent is, and then we can start talking about mm-hmm. like the spiritual connotation okay. of Lent. But just for anybody who doesn't know, a lot of people don't grow up in the tradition. Like mm-hmm. I grew up in a church. I grew up in the Catholic Church, so I grew up with the tradition of Lent. Um, if you grew up, at, you know, in the Anglican or the Episcopal, or even some of the more um, liturgical Methodist or um, Presbyterian or um, Lutheran churches, you probably did, but it, mm-hmm. most evangelical churches don't really talk about Lent very much. You just, you just go from Christmas and then you take a long break and then it's Easter. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of people don't understand. So if you don't know what Lent is, um, it's the six weeks. So it starts with Ash Wednesday, which okay. is tomorrow, and then the six weeks leading to Holy Thursday. Okay. So um, it you and then you get to Holy Thursday and then you're in like like what they call Pasha, which is just holy um it which is just holy thursday good friday holy sunday and easter sunday is just that group of um of that of holy week um it so this is leading up into that um is ash wednesday and kind of the purpose of lent we can dig into this more in a second but the purpose of lent is to prepare us for easter Mm -hmm. and the two like main themes of lent is that we are finite beings so we're not like you know we're we're finite we're mortal Mm -hmm. and that we're sinful Mm -hmm. and so the purpose of lent is to remind us of those things so that when we get to easter and we get Mm -hmm. to the picture of the salvation of jesus we will remember that we are so needy of that yeah and that is the purpose of of Lent for the most part. So Lent's like similar to Advent, right? It's a season of preparation. preparation. Yes. Preparation. Yeah. It's a season, of, except for that's more of a preparation for like expectation. And this is more of a preparation of recognition of our neediness. Mm. I mean, we're both recognizing neediness in that, but this is a little bit um, deeper of a, okay. of a recognition of, of, of a humility Mm-hmm. And repentance and penitence and all of those kind of big words, <laughs> confession and all of that. And I think I said this in a previous episode, but um, it's always struck me like if you look at the church calendar as a whole, yeah. that most of it is not this. Because I think people hear that yeah. and they're like, I don't want to sit there yes. for six weeks and think about that I'm going to die. You know, yeah. like, no one wants to think about that. But 
it's just such a small part of our whole church yeah. calendar. And I think it's so beautiful if you look at it in the context of the whole thing. So I just want to say that before we dive in, because it is kind of a bummer. But it's also really, I mean, if we didn't do that, if you didn't fast a little, there would be no feast because it would just be a bunch of like feast after feast, feast after, after feast. It's so interesting. I was, um, I teach kindergarten Sunday school at our church and uh, we, we go through the, the, the first part of Sunday school every time is where are we on the church calendar? There's a big felt church uh-huh. calendar that moves so the kids can kind of see where we are on the church calendar. And most of the kids, um, if they've been coming to our church for a while, know they have it memorized, you know. So, you know, the great green growing season, you know, that whole, like, ordinary time is so long. And every week they're always like, oh, my gosh, it's another ordinary time. Like, they're just, they literally are looking for Advent and uh-huh. Easter. Like, uh-huh. And we all, as adults, are the same way. And so those, like, in-between times are, like, they're like, it's another. So right now we're in Epiphany, which is another kind of ordinary time. Uh-huh. It's another, like, growing and it's green on the calendar. Uh, but it's about to be Lent. Um, and then it'll be Easter and Pentecost and then um, a, a season of celebration before we go into another ordinary before Advent. And the kids are always just like, oh, it's just ordinary. <laughs> so like that's just it's just a good reminder that there is so much ordinary to yes. our lives that this is such a short period of the whole year. Yeah. Um, so that is a good a good reminder. Um, another thing that. Our pastor always says, and he gets, gets this from a, a very old theologian whose name's, I don't, I'm going to butcher his name, but his name's Alexander Schumann. Um, he calls Lent bright sadness. Mm, and mm-hmm. Chris says that a lot. Our pastor, when he's talking about Lent, is how it's a bright sadness because it is, it's, we, we're, we, it is a recognizing our mortality and our sinfulness. So there's a sadness to that and a sadness of thinking about Jesus' death and the sorrow around mm-hmm. that. But there's a brightness at the end of that, mm-hmm. and that's Easter. And so I, I, I think it's important to remember both sides. That it's not just about sorrow. It's almost yeah. like it's a grief that we know has an ending. Yeah. And then there's something wonderful. At it's the like end it's of. a safe grief because sometimes yeah. grief can feel unsafe because you're. It's, it's just, unending. It's you unending. You don't know and when unknown, it's going to end. Yeah. You understand it, but this is yeah. like we can safely grieve because we know what's coming. Yeah. Good. And it's also interesting, I, I um, was reminded of this when I was reading some stuff, pre- preparing for this episode, like everybody's like, where does the word let come from? Like, because mm-hmm. it's not mentioned in, in scripture. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a lot about fasting in scripture and fasting for 40 days in preparation. And so that's where it's modeled after. But it's and it's since since Jesus died and people started celebrating um, Easter, there's been a time of fasting before Easter. But the word let is actually an old English word that means springtime. Oh. Um, and so that because it falls at the you know easter falls at springtime in the beginning of springtime and and lent um is meant to be very somber but like it is it just like spring is supposed like nature and springtime reminds us that something beautiful is coming yeah lent is supposed to be the same way so that's why they use the word lent that's really cool for it okay i didn't yeah that was gonna be one of my questions it's like what does that even mean yeah and it doesn't come out of my belly button (laughs) <laughs> that's lint. <laughs> we're very southern, so the I's and the E's and the A's all sound the same. Lint. Lint. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Okay, so, so let's talk a little bit about Ash Wednesday. Okay. Yeah. Just um, tell us what it is. Tell us what it means. We go and we get a cross of ashes put on our forehead, and someone tells you you're going to die, and then you go home. Yeah. <laughs> so so um, and if you if you participate in Ash Wednesday, which I, I think a very small uh, very small part of like the American population of Christians do Ash Wednesday all over the world. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I mean, I mean, if you're Catholic for the best part, 
But other than that, I don't know very many people. And, and Anglicans do, but I don't think to the percentage that Catholics do. I mean, even most of my Anglican friends don't always go to Ash Wednesday service. So um, they may not be f- familiar with the tradition. But it um, it's we said it starts the beginning of um, Lent. And when you go and you get the ashes on your forehead in the face of a cross or in the picture of a cross, um, the pastor will say, or the priest will say, remember that you are dust and to dust you shall return. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where the, uh, the dust comes from. Uh, the, the idea of the ashes and it's just a, a remembrance that, you know, you're born and you're going to die. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the mortality that's involved in that and to kind of kickstart Lent and to show us that like there is life after death, but we're in this life where we will die and it's a preparation for death. Um, and then of course the beautifulness that comes after death, but if we're Christians and um, believe in the, in the afterlife, but um, that's kind of where Ash Wednesday comes from. And I think we talked about this in another episode and you brought it up as a reminder that, you know, Palm Sunday, those palms that we use on Palm Sunday they're burned and those ashes are used the next year for Ash Wednesday. Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, it's just, again, the cyclical nature of the Christian calendar. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. I always feel really awkward um, the night of Ash Wednesday washing my face. You know, because you're like washing off the... (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That might just be me. Um. (laughs) (laughs) And so it's... it, another thing about Ash Wednesday for me is I, we don't often, like, you know, other religions, um, you know, Muslims, they, they wear um, head, head garb. Um, the Jewish people, the men wear, um, I'm going blank on. The, oh, my gosh. Oh, yarmulkes on their heads. Um, you know, there in other traditions, there are ways of, like, showing outwardly right what you what, what you, you believe are. as christians I and mean, we wear crosses sometimes but other but than i that, feel like crosses are not even yeah like, or crosses who aren't yes christians. exactly so there are not a lot of ways that we outwardly express yeah um, in a visual way our christianity and ash wednesdays is one of the few days like, yeah i normally go to the noon service uh-huh. um because there's no child care at the 7 p.m. The 7 a.m. is as my kids are going to school. So I usually go to the noon service. So I have the whole rest of the day that I'm walking around yeah. with those ashes on my head. And that is, you know, and I have people ask me. My uh-huh. kids always ask every year because they forget. And um, But people ask me because people just don't know what it is. Uh-huh. And so it's just a really great um, – because we just, we let Rebecca and I live in the South. So they're, you know, up North where there's a larger population of Roman Catholics. I yeah. think it's more like culturally, like not accepted, but you know, culture, a cultural norm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, where here it's not as much of a cultural norm to walk around with ashes. Well, and sometimes it's like a very smudgy cross. So you got to find a pastor who will really do it. <laughs> Cause sometimes they're in a hurry and it just looks like you have dirt on your foot. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> you don't touch it up a little bit. <laughs> Oh, yeah, when Maddie and Penny were little, they were like, what is on your face? So now I think they, I don't know, they'll probably get it this year. I can explain it. I don't it. know, Myla has me every year and she's nine. Yeah. Because they forget. Um, but yeah, that, that's a good point. But you know what's a fun thing about Ash Wednesday is the night before, you get to eat cane cake yes. for Fat Tuesday. It's awesome. Or pancakes if you do that. Or pancakes, which I, that was to use up. Yeah, so, so I Tuesday. Shrove Tuesday, which I last time I didn't know the answer to the question when we had this conversation, so now I do. Oh, um, yes, go. So Shrove means I'm pretty sure it means um, to confess. Okay. So um, it's the idea, you know, we're starting with confession and going into Ash Wednesday, but they usually served pancake on Shrove in the evening of Shrove Tuesday um, to use up all the rich foods because a lot of people 
give up those types of rich foods um, for Lent. Okay. I guess that kind of leads into the discussion about giving things up for Lent. Yeah. Well, I have a question, though, that isn't spiritual. Do you make a king cake and do you put a baby in it? I do not. You don't do either of those? I don't either do either of those. So I have been, I have sometimes um, been had a king cake because I bought it or whatever, or because I've been at a party where they've had it, but I've never done the, um, I've never done the tradition of every year kind of thing where we make a king cake. I think I'm going to do it just because I like it. Yeah. It's not, it's just, I just enjoy the opportunity to make something fun. A giant inverted cinnamon roll. I'm like, I'm here for it. Um, with a baby. You know, just as a side note, if you live in the South, Publix makes a very good king cake. They do. Well, I have a, do you know, I mean, the baby's supposed to be Jesus, but what does it mean if you get the baby? We'll look this up. We need to have some of our Cajun friends. um, Yes. And email us and tell us, um, get in contact with us. Yes. So uh, some of our Louisiana friends can tell us. But, okay, so Fat Tuesday, Ash Wednesday. Yes. Then we get into Lent. Yes. And Lent, can you, let's talk a little bit about, because I think some people can turn it into like dieting for Jesus. Yes. And some people can turn it into like things that it isn't. So let's tell us about like the heart behind the fast and like what it's actually supposed to do. Okay, so most people, when they think of fast, which a large part of the time in scripture, this is what it's talking about is giving up food. Um, but, um, traditionally people, people give up certain kinds of food, not very many parts of people in Christianity give up, completely give up all food for 40 days, but some people do, but that, I don't think that's what God's calling us to. The term fast just means a restriction that creates space for God. Mm -hmm. So like whatever it is in your life that you need to restrict so that you can receive more of God. And that's the point of fasting at Lent. Um, it's, you know, a turning away from our sins and temptation and turning to God's mercy and like whatever we need to give up that distracts us from having open hands to that is mm-hmm. what we're what we're called to fast from. So for some people, it may be that like they really have an addiction to sugar and yeah, giving sure. up sugar is going to show them their neediness to God. Yeah. But like that. But, but it's about your motive. It's like, about it's your motive. Just, it's not just because, oh, the, the six weeks is right before beach season. and <laughs> well, Or I think whatever. sometimes people are like, well, let me pick something I really enjoy. Yes. And I don't, I don't really, I don't really think that's what it's supposed to no. be. Yeah. yeah. It's not supposed to be giving up all enjoyment. It's supposed to be giving up whatever you're, whatever it is that as, as you pray and think about, then it may be a lot of things, but you still might have to choose one because it is for me. But like whatever right. it is that you're like, have such a tight, hold grasp on that like is keeping you from receiving um you know guidance from god or mercy or whatever spiritual practice you're trying to that you are avoiding in place of those things like it's letting go of those things and having to daily be like i really want x Mm-hmm. But instead, I'm going to fill that with something else because I think what a lot of people do sometimes is that they give up something but they don't replace it mm-hmm. like let it's not just the giving up it's not just the you know beating ourselves down mm-hmm. what's the word I'm looking for when you flagellating yeah like fat flagellating or like um you know this asceticism where you're just like I'm gonna you know hate myself for six weeks yeah. and give up this thing and be miserable for six yeah. weeks the point of it is to give something up to replace it with other things and you know with prayer with meditation with um acts of service with spending more time in the word with maybe reading more spiritual books than like if you have like a you love fiction 
And reading all this fiction keeps you from reading, you know, these wonderful spiritual works or from the Bible. Like, you mm-hmm. you know, you're just trying to, you want to add things, add spiritual practices as you take something away. Gotcha. So, and everywhere in scripture, fasted, fasting is linked to either prayer or repentance or meditation. Like fasting is never just listed by itself. Yeah. So it's always fasting and prayer or fasting and repentance and fasting and meditation. If you find it in, in the Psalms or even in the New Testament, it's always linked to those two things because you're, you're never just giving up things for the sake of giving it up. You're giving it up for the sake of replacing it with something else. Which is like Lent and Easter. Yes. Yeah. Ah, that's a good point. Um, I kind of want to know what you're giving up for Lent, but I want you, <laughs> is there anything else you want to say about Lent? As I don't like think a- so. Oh, I, one other thing I wanted to, um, one other thing I wanted to say was, you know, all parts of the church calendar, like we see a picture of Jesus' story throughout mm-hmm. the church calendar. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, Advent is, you know, the, the, the prophecies leading up to the birth of Jesus and then epiphany. We, we, we learned a lot about the miracles of Jesus, you know, so different parts are different parts of his life. So Lent um, usually in the church is mimicked by the stories of Jesus's life where there were filled with like darkness and shadow and sorrow. Mm -hmm. So the temptation of Jesus, Mm -hmm. you know, the garden, like a, a lot of the, you know, when he's denied by Peter, like all of those, those are the stories that are usually mimicked in the church during this time. Yeah. that's the part of Jesus' life that's leading to the cross. Yeah. Which is then we'll have it Good Friday and Easter Sunday. So. And then we're going to do an episode on Holy Week. We'll do an episode of Holy Week. through those things. Yeah, the each, you know, the 12, t- 12 stages of the cross that kind of happen through that mm-hmm. week. We can talk about those. And then we're going to talk about celebration. Yeah. When we get to Easter, which is fun. Hopefully you'll, you'll talk to us about good celebration foods. That'd I know. Awesome. I was kind of thinking about making a menu. Should I do that? Oh, that would be awesome. Like a fun, but not just like a honey. I mean, I love a honey baked ham, but like maybe something a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you just know? like celebrating, like what it looks like to celebrate. Like yeah. I'd love to like just, cause the whole Easter doesn't stop on Easter and resurrection Sunday. Easter goes yeah. for 50 days until Pentecost. And so like, what, what does it look like to celebrate yeah. for a long period of time? Not just one day. That's so, really good. Yeah. That's awesome. So, okay. Giving up things. Do you want to talk about it first or do you want me to talk about it? First? I don't care. I'll go first. Okay, I feel like ahead. I kind of have a clear, more clear cut idea of what I'm giving up. Yes. So, um, okay. So I was like thinking about like my history with Lent. So most of my life, um, I just gave up dumb stuff for Lent because I would get, decide to give up whatever's easiest. Yeah. Just yeah. so that I could like sound holy that I'm giving something up for Lent. Totally vulnerable right there. So <laughs> yeah, we all have that. <laughs> so, but I would say probably about five years ago. I started giving, like, seriously, like, thinking mm-hmm. about what it was that I wanted to give up and replace with. And there have been a couple of years where I haven't given up anything. I've just added a bunch of stuff. Um, but um, the past three years, I've given up social media mm-hmm. because I have felt like it was an area that was not not just that it's a rabbit hole of distraction, which it is, um, and the amount of time that I spend on it, but also what I was receiving from it. Mm-hmm. You know, I was looking to it for, you know, um, fulfillment or worth or love or whatever, instead yeah. of like looking to God for those things. And so I tried to, during Lent, to give up those things. So I just assumed that's what I was going to give up again, because it is still mm-hmm. what takes up most of my time. And I, and a couple of weeks ago, I was praying about it. And um, I also realized another thing that I do, and I've been doing more lately than I have been with social media is I've been numbing with, um, with, I've been, my numbing behavior lately has been to fill my time with, um, binge watching television. 
Yeah. So it's not just like, I mean, I'm, I'm not giving up television period. Some people give up all television yeah. for Lent and that's fine. And, and some people can do that. Um, David and I have a, a few shows that we watch together. That's part of like our couple time. Yeah. And it's like, we watch one episode of it because we keep up with it during the week. Uh-huh. I'm not giving up that. I'm talking more of like, I watch, just watch five seasons of a show in like a week and a half. What show? When Calls the Heart on Netflix. Oh. I Because I read the book series as a teenager, and so I started watching My it. My friend really likes that. Yeah, it's pretty, um, it's like Little House on the Prairie cheesiness. Okay. So, okay. But because I had also binge watched some shows that were not good for me, so I needed something that was good for me. So I thought <laughs> replacing it was something good, but instead I've watched five freaking seasons of an hour-long show in like a week and a half yeah it's a problem yeah and um and and it's and and then what's the motivation behind that right so the motivation behind that is to numb out Mm -hmm. like if I just keep watching one show after another after another after another I don't have to think about all the other things I should be thinking about and all the other things God's calling me to because all those things are too hard saying yes to the next episode of Netflix is easier yeah so that's more of like where God's working on in me uh-huh. is that I need to step out and do some hard stuff, not keep doing the, the easy thing. Yeah. Not that there's anything wrong with watching a show on Netflix. No, of course like not. we all need, we all need entertainment. There's nothing wrong with entertainment and I'm still going to watch movies with my kids and I'm still going to watch the TV show with David and, and Milo likes to watch the voice and she'll keep up with the voice and I'll watch in the background, but it's more of this every night before I go to bed, watching multiple episodes of a well, show. Well, it's the difference between, like, eating a cookie because you want a cookie and eating a tub of icing in the light of the refrigerator. At midnight. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah, there's, yeah. there's a difference. And then I wake up the next that. morning and I'm like, why am I so tired? Well, it's because yeah. I stayed up until midnight watching five episodes of an hour-long show, you know? Yeah. So I, I'm hoping in, instead that I can do, you know, I have all these books I want to read. Mm-hmm. Um, and instead, you know, we, I mean, just for me, I love to read, um, but I have replaced it with things that are easier. Yeah. Um, that's and, all of us. I think all of us have that. And God's just shining a light on that on me right yeah. now. Um, and so I, I, it's not just the reading, but like praying and, um, you know, working on my book that I have this dream of publishing, but instead it's right now it seems really hard and I keep closing the laptop and turning on Netflix and stuff. Yeah. You know, all of those things like, yeah. and the, and, and going to God with that neediness, um, yeah. those things are too hard for me. Well, they're not too hard for him, yeah. but I'm making it harder than it should be. Anyways. Yeah. That's no, that's really going good. Going into a counseling session at this point, but, um, that's, <laughs> that's kind of where I am and what I'm giving up. That's good. Do you, so, and Lent, we can still do the thing on Sunday, right? Is yes. That, yeah. So Sunday is a mini fast every yes. Sunday until Easter. Yeah. Not a mini fast, a mini break a fast. Mini break a fast. Yeah. You get to break fast. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You it's a break fast, fast from on, fasting. It's a fast from fasting <laughs> on Sundays. Yeah. You can. So, yeah, okay. um, yeah. So you can watch your show. I can watch my show. Yeah. Yeah. I think. Well, it's okay. I'm all caught up now and that's only <laughs> once a week on Sunday. So. <laughs> okay. So my thing I'm giving up, I, I noticed right now I have this tendency to stock up. Before yes. Oh, I totally yeah. I think that's why I did five seasons in a week yeah. and a half because I knew I was about to give up. Yeah. yeah. It's so bad. Um, it's it's just like Fat Tuesday. Yeah, it is. On it. It's fine. We're just human. <laughs> okay, so this is going to sound, I don't even know if this is going to make sense, but it makes sense in my head. It's a very four on the Enneagram problem, but <laughs> something I really struggle with is like a, fan- a fantasy life or an idealized life versus my actual life. Uh-huh. And um, that's just a, a big struggle for me. And it's part yeah. of why I have a hard time like on the internet because the internet's basically fake news all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've noticed I have this tendency. So I've, this problem has come out in different ways 
you know, throughout my life, but I've known, so in past years I've like given up, like last year I gave up all shopping except for like toilet paper and stuff like that. Um, and that was good for me, but I realized as I was thinking about it this year, it's still shopping, but it's a little different in that it's shopping. It's the motive of it. Right. So like I'll get, cause also I have OCD. So I tend to get tunnel vision and be like, I need to find this pair of jean shorts and they've got to look like mm-hmm. this. And I get really like specific about it. And I spend yes. a ton of time on all the websites Yeah, and it's just this giant time suck. And I usually don't find the thing. Yeah. And then if I do find the thing, it doesn't, I'm, I'm putting this desire of how I want to feel on a piece of clothing. Yeah. Usually I'll be like, well, if I just have like an easy pair of perfect jeans that make my butt look great, then my whole life's going to be easy. Yeah, and great. Yeah, yeah. And I totally, and I, I feel like an idiot saying that. And I feel really vulnerable yeah. right now because it's like, I say it out loud. I'm like, well, that sounds stupid. It sounds stupid. It's the same reason I watch a lot of these shows. Yeah. It's because the, the, what the life that's pictured in these shows yeah. is, seems better than the life I'm living. Yeah. yeah. And you, you think like, well, if I just buy this yes. like thing, then, you know, yeah, whatever. Yeah. And so anyway, I was noticing that and like last night I was, um, on my phone and I got it like the Instagram targeted ads. I'm yeah. such a sucker. I'm such a sucker. And it's the clothes are never good. Well, and the more you buy stuff from those targeted ads, yeah. the more you get the targeted ads. Yes. yes. And so I cycle. found they pulled up this Amazon, like it was like a t-shirt dress that looked comfortable. Yeah. I think I've seen it. And, yeah. um, yeah, you probably have. And I was like, <laughs> Oh, and immediately my mind. So instead of just looking at it objectively as a piece of clothing, my mind is like, well, if I had that kind of dress, I could be this kind of person. Like that's where yeah. I'm like, well, I would, if it was like comfy and breezy and flattering, and then I can, I can be comfy and breezy. breezy and flattering. And I just buy that light all the time. And I, I wasn't really realizing it. So I don't think the problem. So part of it is I'm not going to shop online. Okay. Unless like the only place I'm allowed to is Everlane because I know how their stuff fits. And I like buy stuff from them enough yeah. to it not to be like a total risk. And plus yeah, their yeah, stuff's yeah. pretty basic anyway. Um, yeah. I don't need it's like t-shirts and stuff. Yeah. 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 But like, I'm not going to buy fantasy clothes on the internet. Like when okay. they show like a 22 year old, beautiful girl wearing something yeah. that is not going to look like that on me. Yeah. And I'm like buying into a fantasy of what will happen to my life. If I get those yes. jeans, Yeah, that's what I'm doing. And I, I don't think realize. this is, I don't, I think a lot of people are going to relate to this. Yeah. I, I think like that's it, why these targeted ads work. Is yeah. Because of that. It's so. selling a fantasy. It is. And, yeah, and yeah, because yeah. I struggle so much with like falling for fantasies all the time and yeah. then being discontent in my own life or with my own body or with my own yeah. wardrobe or like whatever, that's yeah. going to be my thing. So I'm going to, A, and really like, I'm not even putting hard rules around it because it's all about checking my motive. Like, I'm not going to say I'm not allowed to go shopping because that's not what it's about. It's about like at 11 o'clock at night, I'm bored on my phone. Yeah. I'm sad about something. Here's the perfect top. No, like yeah. I'm not doing that. It's um, very similar to my Netflix thing. That's why I yes. get on Netflix at 11 o'clock to yeah. watch a show about, you know, um, how easy somebody's life is and how wonderful their, their romance is and yeah. all of those things because... It, you know, it's a, it's a run from what we're, our current yeah. present. Yeah. And like, and so I think both of us have kind of this call to like be in the present versus. Or like reality. Or reality. More yeah. reality versus fantasy. Yeah. yeah. And so another thing I'm doing, the thing I'm adding in is outdoor time uh-huh. because I am like a significantly different person if I spend time oh, outside. Great. And I was, I remember reading Present Over Perfect by Shauna yes. Nequist and she talks about how she, is that how you say her Nequist, yeah. right? Okay. Yeah. She talks about how every day she'll just like open her door and like stand there, even if it's just for like a couple minutes. Yeah. 
And it really does. I mean, I can go a whole day. I mean, I leave my house, but I can go a whole day and not spend any time outside. You're just going through the house, your car. Yeah, house. And not yeah, just, yeah. but there's just something that yeah. happens in my soul when I'm outside. Yeah. So I'm going to make an effort to I be outside. That. I think that's awesome. So yeah, no yeah. targeted ads. No targeted ads. And more outside time. That's awesome. Yep. And we'll see I'm how this gonna, goes. And I'm going to no Netflix and Hulu um, and more um, reading and thought. That's good. Instead of shoving entertainment so I don't have to think thoughts. Because I don't like thinking thoughts. Yeah. Or I like thinking thoughts. I don't like processing the feelings that the thinking thoughts cause. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, yeah, you know. Yeah. yeah. So it's just easier to just like numb and not for me. Like you like to think your you like to feel your thinking thoughts. I really don't though. Yeah. Not the bad I mean, no, I don't think yeah. I'm like, yay, I feel depressed. Let's like really get it. Like I'm not like, yay. It's yeah. just sort of yeah. I think we everyone processes it differently. And yeah. everyone avoids the hard parts. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. For sure. So. Every time you say something like that, you pull your cardigan over you. It's like a, I feel like Nobody protecting yourself. Me. That's why I got the Oscar for my. <laughs> That's why you got your Oscar for, for talking with your hands. Because. Did anyone see that post? I don't know if they did. I don't know. But. <laughs> lots of people liked your post though. I, it must have come up like Instagram algorithms are weird, y'all. They're just Well, weird. and if you post more than one post a day, it uh-huh. like prioritizes posts. Ah. So you have to be careful about that for future notice. Or anyways. I don't like the internet. Instagram um, <laughs> The so, tracking yeah. ads and the algorithms, they're just, you know. So I just got an idea while we were yes. talking. I think a lot of people are probably going to be fasting some sort of media. And okay. a lot of people want to read more. Like culturally, this is a thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so what if we do like a little, we used to post like what we're reading Wednesday. Yeah. And then we ran out of time to read. But <laughs> Or we watched too much Netflix. Or I watched and shopping I was shopping, targeting ads. I was, I was just reading. going through 75 pages of ASOS. It's fine. Um, <laughs> but um, so what we can do is maybe just do a post about our like reading. book suggestions, like yeah. things that we've read recently and enjoyed. Perfect. So let's do that. that We're going to awesome. do that if okay. you're doing them. And if you guys want to share when this episode comes out on social media and stuff, what you're giving it for Lent. Yeah. That'd be odd. Love to hear that. Yes. So. And don't forget about our play revealed challenge. Um, yes. So you can win Angela's book signed. So Dr. Angela Schaffner, a friend of the podcast has written a book called revealed what the Bible can teach you about yourself. It's really good. Um, you get a copy for free that's signed that you could yes. keep or give away. It'd be a really good gift. Um, you're also getting a pair of handmade earrings, yep. uh, leather earrings from hide and chic ATL. And they're like a metallic copper, really pretty thing. So, uh, if you post a photo or story with the hashtag play revealed, you'll be entered to win and we'll pick a winner. When are we picking the winner? When Angela's well, next episode. Her episode comes out. comes out next Tuesday on the 19th. Okay. On, on March 19th. March 19th, we'll pick a winner. So make sure you enter. Rebecca and I are posting our yes. play challenges. And if you didn't listen to that episode, it's a challenge to play and have fun. Yes. Basically is what we're. And I have, about. I haven't posted anything yet. You've posted. I've not posted yet. I have stuff. I just haven't posted it yet. So yeah, we're going to just, things. we're challenging ourselves to have more fun in life. Yeah. For so. sure. Yes. And that fun is not binging Netflix. And that fun is not Lent either, but <laughs> the fun is coming. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's fun. <laughs> yes. And we're going to reevaluate how we, how well we played or did not play when we talked to Angela next. Yes. So. so we're running a marathon, but there's a beer at the end. Yes. <laughs> That's what Lent is. <laughs> <laughs> running towards beer. Save that. <laughs> I think you should tell Chris to say that from the, the pulpit. <laughs> No. <laughs> but it was like a marathon with a beer at the end. Yeah. 
That's kind of what it is. Awesome. All right. Well, thanks for listening, okay. guys. Yeah, thanks, um, happy Ash Wednesday tomorrow. Yes. And happy it's a happy Ash. That sounds <laughs> like I'm saying something else. And it is going to be across on my forehead. It's not just as much. Just yeah, so you know, if you, you see me out and about, <laughs> it's not just as much. Okay. okay. All right. Bye. Bye.